25 minutes of episode. Or no oxygen. Hallucination. A slow and peaceful drift through dream to real eternity. Because it's just nothing. The ultimate negative. Poison. Pain. Yet more pain. This body of peace, perhaps for some future archaeologist to fit into an historical puzzle. Chris Dale from Planet Earth. First and last commander of the Randomizer. On the other hand, it is only 25 minutes long, and surely watching it and living would be preferable to throwing myself out into space without an air pack like this. Although admittedly, there's not much difference between death and watching this episode. Well, it's here. The big one. The worst one. The single worst Jerry Anderson episode of all time, in my opinion at least, is here, and it's now. Brace yourselves for the protectors with It Could Be Practically Anywhere on the Island. I am so sorry. Well... Bother. I'd be a happy man today if I had a head of hair. She's arriving now. I really... So far, so good. I really hoped we wouldn't get here at all. I really hoped that, uh... Honestly, I hoped I might be dead before we got here, because this is just the... Good morning, Miss Leader. Not only the worst Jerry Anderson episode of all time, in my opinion, as I said, um, this is one of the worst pieces of television I have ever seen in my entire life. And I feel really bad that this is... I think our fourth visit to the Protectors on the Randomizer, so this is one of the earliest, if, if you're not familiar with the show, this is, um, you know, this is fairly early on in our Protectors marathon to, uh, to be exposed to something like this. I will say, this is not representative of the series in any way at all. Um, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This is a... Uh, Mr. Gell, I'd say discretion is the key word. This is a comedy episode. Oh, right you are. Discretion, of course. And uh, not only a comedy episode, it's a bad comedy episode. Now, uh, an action spy crime show like this... ...doesn't quite lend itself to, um, to a comedy episode as such. And there we get Robert Vaughn making a comedy turn to the camera in place of the uh, the regular um, shot of Big Ben that usually opens the uh, the opening titles. Yeah, um, Harry is in a hotel in Malta, and uh, this lady has had her muffin snatched. Um, muff is it muffin or muffet? I can't remember, and I honestly don't care. Um, is a little doggy, little doggy. So it's a little kidnapped doggy. This episode. Um, but yeah, please do not judge the entire series on this episode because that would be like. Well, that would be like judging the work of um, Jerry Anderson solely on this episode. Oh, parade of shame. Tony Barwick? Oh, no. Oh, and director Robert Vaughan. Yes, this is the only episode of um, any Anderson series I believe was directed by a member of the cast. Oh, I'm from you, Rob. 
Arkansas? You were surprised. Yeah. Isn't that something? Doesn't help me like it anymore. Name's Gail, not Jill. Oh, thank you anyway. <laughs> thank you. He's looking at the camera as well, our cuddly um, waiter friend. Can you just try and tell me exactly what happened? Oh, but the puppy is so sweet. What are you trying to do to me, LaRoche? That's the message, darling. Joe Flynn won't be here for 48 hours. 48 hours? You mean we're stuck with that for two days? Oh, don't be beastly. It's only little puppy. All right, the plan needed a dog, and we got it. Now, now what's happened to Flynn? Unavoidably delayed. Well, you know I'm sick, and Flynn knows, knows I'm sick, and I'm, I'm tense. I'm a very tense person. Oh, Shut up, Rex. These two people, these two agents, have kidnapped this... Adorable little puppy. I'm not sure what breed he is, but he's so small and so white and so cute. I put her on the counter next to me. And when I was done registering, I turned around and she was gone. The basket was gone, the bow was gone, and the dog was gone. What kind of a dog is it? She's just a little poodle. Little poodle, okay. Tiny one. Uh, tiny now. And this actress who's lost her dog is uh, Linda Staub, who... I'm not sure if this is the first time she met Robert Vaughan or if they were already dating by this point, but uh, they were married the year after this episode was made. Oh, she's just a puppy. Oh, an adorable little puppy with a You know, as angry as this episode makes me, and this episode does make me so angry. And I'm very serious. That puppy is just... Does my baldness bother you? I, I, I mean, it's so I... wonderful. Am I still attractive in spite of it? Anyway, this enemy agent is a hypochondriac obsessed with the fact that he's going bald. I'd be a happy man today if I had a head of hair. Shut up. And, um... A full head of hair. I will kill you. I probably never would have turned to crime. Cut back to the puppy. Harry, I'm that lady... I'm yes, this guy is played by Sherwood Price, who had appeared in, I think, two previous episodes as an American protector... But he was also Robert Vaughan's, I think, manager slash business partner slash agent or something. So, yeah, he kind of, um... I, I think he, he sort of marched into Jerry Anderson's office at the start of production and said, Right, I'm sure a price, and this is Robert Vaughan, he's the greatest guy in the world, and this show is rubbish, and it sucks, and it's awful. And Jerry said, well, why, why are you taking it on, then? Ah, because, baby, the money's brilliant. I believe at the time he was also dressed as a cowboy. I could be wrong. Maybe he just had a silly hat. I wouldn't put it past him. She wouldn't mind. I'm probably borrowing myself. Because, you know, I still want her back. Okay. So having kidnapped a dog, we have to um, provide for a dog. But what do dogs like to eat? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Wrong again, huh, you miserable? And as adorable as this dog is, whenever it's on screen with Sherwood Price, it looks terrified for its life. And he does not know how to handle animals. Don't give it back to him, no! Eat! eat. She's not eating, LaRoche. Now why isn't she eating? This is your department. He's practically forcing this dog's face into the, the plate. We've got a problem, I mean a major problem. Yeah, you. You don't think she's sick, do you? Well, I think she's sick, and if she's sick, I'm sick. No, darling, she's not sick. And then why doesn't she eat? She's pampered, probably, on a special diet. Diet? Like what? 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 Oh, I don't know. It could be anything. Steak, tartar, caviar. Caviar, of course, yes. I knew a lap dog once. And I would say that you know, Robert Vaughan's direction on this episode is, is competent. It's nothing spectacular, but it's nothing dreadful either. But there are some 
Oh, what do you eat? Sure, Price has got a little dog around the throat. Um, yeah, it's it's you know it's nothing spectacular, but occasionally there are shots that show his inexperience of such things. Like there was a shot there of um, look, don't look, don't look. Sherwood Price, and that's just what I'm going to call him because I, I suspect he's largely playing himself and also I, I can't remember the character's name and I don't care enough to look it up but it looked like he was a giant about to sort of bust through the ceiling of the room. The, the shot was framed so awkwardly. Anyway, Sherwood Price and his um, female associate who I can't remember the name of but I kind of feel sympathetic for her. She's one of the few people I feel sympathetic for in this disaster have um, followed... Robert Vaughan and uh, Linda Starb down to the bar. See the lady in the black dress? Black dress. Over there. Oh, yes. Well, don't look, don't look, don't look. And Price is going to uh, try to find out what the dog eats. Yes, sir. I'll have two of whatever she's drinking. This is our plot so far, and without giving too much away, I can honestly say it gets even stupider. Hello. My name's Caster. Felix Caster. Hi. Uh, uh, do you... Um... <laughs> Yeah, Lin thank you, Linda Starb, for treating that introduction with the contempt it deserves. Hey, you know, there's a rusty nail. Ah, oh, you sure do know how to make a girl feel at home. <laughs> You're good health, Mr. Felix. I think I looked up Sherwood Price's acting career. <laughs> Not... Sorry, not too long ago, and, um... I'm sorry, this is not going to be a very, um productive commentary but the, the thing is talking about a bad comedy is so difficult because all you can say is that joke doesn't work and that joke doesn't work and this actor doesn't know what the hell he's doing and you can't really talk about it within the context of the protectors either because it is just not an episode of the protectors this is Robert Vaughan on holiday with some people he knows. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no. Film a bit of silliness in the hotel. You feel much better. No, she's just a little baby. Well, uh, thinking about it. Tell, tell me something. Cry. Does she like roast beef? Oh, well, well, what about chicken? I do a very oh, nice cacciatore. No, no, that, that's too spicy. Oh, oh, please. No, no, don't, don't, don't worry. Now we have a public scene in the bar. What do you mean, don't worry? What? Um, Price got covered in his drink. Are you a crazy lady? You're really tuxedo. I've been ruining my personal plumes. John B. Haggard Jr., Culver City, California. No, no, we don't need you. We don't need another red-faced, balding, middle-aged man yelling. Oh, now they're shoving each other. I... What is she? What is she? Oh, he's fainted because it was all too much for him. Oh, God. We ended one scene with him. Now we're back with him. In his blue spotty pyjamas. Um, um, I'm at a complete loss to, um, to continue, I think. It's all over for me, isn't it? It's all downhill. How was the puppy? How's the puppy? Please show us the puppy. <gasps> puppy! No. Oh, God, I mean, good. He's got a... We've got scenes of him trying on wigs. That's terrific. I look 20 years younger. Rejuvenated, alive, vital. Why did Robert Vaughan feel it was necessary to put his... his, um... 
his business partner's um, midlife crisis on screen. Now, leave me alone, will you? Where do I meet Flynn? At the castellated house. Oh, good, we're outside. Uh, I think this episode is shot on Malta, and it, um... You know, I was actually going to say, at least Malta looks quite nice, but it no, it looks like they've gone to the most rubbishy, dull part of Malta imaginable. It's just a bit of coast. Um, with some you know, rocks and bushes and such. It's quite a breezy day, though. Anyway, um, Sherwood Price and his um, female assistant lady have um, come out into the middle of nowhere to meet their contact, who is none other than... Flynn, don't do that, my angina. Vernon Dobchev, who um, lots of us may remember from uh, things like uh, Doctor Who, and I think he was in a Bond film, and he is thankfully treating this story with absolute contempt. He knows this thing is is so far beneath him, and he's walking around with this air of I can barely suppress my contempt for you all long enough to be here. The dog's owner fly to New York. On Friday, Friday, I, I checked it all out. Meanwhile, Sherrod Price is wearing a yellow jacket with... Here is the microfilm. Well, he's wearing a white woolen cap with what looks like, um... He basically looks like a baby's bottle at this point. Don't. You may well pay with your life. Oh, please. Please. No. And meanwhile, Harry was spying on them because, um, you know, Sherwood Price, despite being very inconspicuous at the hotel, has clearly aroused his concerns. Hi. Listen, I think I got some good news for you. Oh, the episode's halfway through. Not much longer to go. Then Dobchev spying on all this kissy kissy stuff. But yeah, if you haven't guessed by this point, Harry is the only one of the protectors in this episode, which makes it even more atypical. This is not... If you've gotten a bigger dog... This is not the protectors. This may as well just be Robert Vaughan. Like I said, Robert Vaughan and his friends messing around in a hotel. Liver cooked in milk. Come on, little fella. Come on, baby. Oh, poor little puppy. At least this actress is taking good care of him. Her and Vernon Dobchev are the only people I, I really sympathise with this one. I mean, even Robert Vaughan I do not sympathise with at all, because he directed this... thing. Oh, right, so meanwhile, Sherrod Price is trying to attach something to the dog's collar. Um, microfilm. <gasps> but he dropped it! <gasps> and it landed in the dog's bowl while the dog was eating! Oh no! What has happened? What predicament could have ensued? Ah! He swallowed it! Mary! He swallowed it! Oh! 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 Do you remember, like, um, Spy shows. Weren't those good? Do you remember when Robert Vaughan used to play this guy who'd like run around with a gun and, and sort out the bad guys? Uh, I like that Robert Vaughan. Oh, you know, everyone's been so nice. And they really are concerned about Little Muffin. Oh, yeah, they just look overcome with concern. They're sat at the bar doing nothing. He was. Yeah. You know him? Mm hmm. But who is he? 
trouble. <laughs> Hold her still, LaRoche. That's an order. And here we have the most contemptible scene in the entire episode. <laughs> Will you please uh, stop her looking at me? Because we're going to get the um, you can't go through with microfilm out of the puppy. <laughs> the only way to do this is to um, make like we're going to cut the dog open with a um, a knife. Start packing. So we had two glorious shots there of Sherwood Price holding a knife over a puppy. The comedy music will tell you that this was uh, was funny and charming. But it was not. I have visions of this poor little dog ending up in therapy. You know, lying on its back on a therapy couch with its uh, little paws up in the air. Anyway, Price and his uh, girlfriend have... Um, now just abandon their rooms, they're making a run for it. Leaving the puppy to roam free and adorable. Oh, ho, ho. oh but then Dobchev is watching them go. Oh, and I recognise sitting next to Dobchev is a uh, a stunt man. Look! Puppy! Oh, now everyone's running into each other. Oh, Price has dropped his medication, and um, Starb is running after the puppy, and um, now the stuntman is running after Price, and Vaughn is running after the stuntman, and now we're in the lobby, and the comedy music is... Oh, yeah, everyone's running into the um, mincy concierge. Uh, Chef is wondering how much longer it will be before he's on the plane back home. I think the stuntman. Yeah, we're now chasing each other through the kitchens here while chefs are yelling. I think the stuntman is Alf Joint, who turned up in Space 1999 a few times. I believe he was uh, Steiner in the very first episode of Space 1999. Okay. And now he's trying to kill Sherwood Price, which I am. Um, I can side with. I can. I can see where he's coming from. I'm presuming this is some colleague of Dobchev's, but uh, you know, if this was just somebody who is utterly fed up to the back teeth with his smarmy <laughs> mugging and just wanted to kill, it. he's just he is literally doing like a Looney Tunes back and forth, running from left to right and right to left while while Alpha Joint is taking shots at him at this point. Anyway, Harry has knocked out Alpha Joint. Price is praying. I gave that up quite a long time ago. My name is Costa, Felix Costa. That man who shot at me, he's very dangerous. You know? Me? Well, no, I, I don't know. Why should I know him? Of course not. Certainly not. Certainly I don't know. You, you think I know him? That's ridiculous. I'm a guest here, registered guest. Well, wait, check it, check it, check it. Shoot him. Shoot him. Listen now. Uh, I'll tell everything. I can stand anything but pain. Please don't. I gather, um, you know, I actually met Robert Vaughan um, at his uh, autobiography signing in London once. And annoyingly, his autobiography doesn't mention much about the protectors. But I gather he um, he and his wife used to um, wheel this episode out every Christmas and have a good laugh at it. I'm not sure whether they were laughing at it um, because it's so bad or... Or if they were just, you know, you reach that stage on Christmas Day where you, you're just too drunk to um, to really care what you're watching. Anyway, Vernon Dobchev is now hunting the puppy on the beach with his pistol. Come here, you stupid animal. This poor puppy. Now you'll be a good dog. 
Oh, but thankfully Harry has stepped in before he can uh, beat the puppy to death with a stick. And suddenly the puppy is nowhere to be seen. It's up on a cliff. Somehow it, it teleported away. To begin a new life somewhere else, somewhere better. Price is checking all the uh, the ladies' legs, of course, because um, that's. Jonathan. Well, we run out of comedy, so this is our comedy substitute, which once again involves our balding, middle-aged, red-faced guy yelling. Oh, did I mention they were standing by a pool? And uh, can you guess what's about to happen? Yeah, everyone's throwing him in the pool and falling in the pool, and people are getting out of the pool and being pushed back in. Yeah. Red-faced guy's back in the pool. Price is already in there. Um, his assistant is trying to help him out of the pool, but oh, he's going to pull her in. Um, What's going on? Hell. Well, seem to be having such a good time. I didn't want to tell them. Tell them what? I found her. Yay, puppy. Starb is pushing the red-faced guy back in the pool, and Starb fell in the pool after him. This is highly entertaining stuff, and I don't want to slash my wrist at all. Seen the details for the latest atomic power plant. Joe Flint. Oh, right, the plot. Okay, yeah, because the puppy swallowed that thing, didn't he? We're going to transport the film to the safe using the dog as a canine courier. Hidden in the collar. That, that was my idea. No, it's too late to justify all this stupidity now. It's a terrible thing. Yeah, Joe Flynn's associate was going to meet... I can't believe Tony Barwick wrote this. this. He must have been so drunk when he wrote this. What do you think, Doctor? Well, I can positively say that our little friend no longer has the fallen body in his stomach. You know what that means. I don't understand. This is the moment it's all been building to. Arkansas farmer told me once about a cow who swallowed a fly. And the fly fell asleep in the cow's stomach. And when the fly woke up, the cow was gone. Dog poo. You, you mean the episode has been. The microfilm could be practically anywhere on the island. Leading up to the big revelation of dog poo. You know, when that's the, the climax to your episode, I. I can't. What can I say? Well, that was It Could Be Practically Anywhere on the Island, and that was as awful as I remembered it. Um, two things really stand out from that one. No, actually, three. One, the fact that it ended. Two, then Dobchev is giving the performance that you know, he treats this episode with the contempt it deserves. And three, that puppy is so cute. But otherwise, my God, this is the worst thing I have ever seen with a Jerry Anderson name on. I am so glad I'm done with it now. 